Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Hello? Well, this is different, isn't it? I, I normally have the comfort of my guitar to uh, shield me from uh, public speaking, but um, let me just introduce myself. Uh, I'm Kevin, uh, one of the leaders in Universal, and it, you know, like John said, it's a privilege to serve our youth. Honestly, guys, you know, this, I honestly think this is the best thing that, I've, uh, that we can do with our lives to, to help other people connect with Jesus. That is our purpose, and you know it's a privilege to serve uh, with alongside Jono and Annie, and obviously my beautiful wife Hannah, uh, who's amazing. She is my better half, and that is not a cliche. She told me to say that. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, did, did I say that out loud? Sorry. I, so sometimes inside thoughts just get out, and um, so. Um, so I'm originally from the Philippines. Um, you know, this is my second home, and um, and you know, it's an it's been amazing. It's been an amazing journey. What God has done in my life, and and you know, and it's kind of like when I see, you know, our youth at that age, it brings so much excitement because um, because I know what God's done in my life, and the potential that these guys have ha- uh, have over their lives. You know, I hope that as a church, we keep believing in these guys, you know. I hope that even when they mess up, that we're actually not there to condemn them or judge them, but actually we're there to bring them up again. And, you know, so this weekend, uh, we've been to Alton Castle, and we just want to thank you for your generous giving. Um, you know, we, all of this is not possible without uh, finance, of course, and we just want to thank you so much for investing in this generation because I'm believing that, you know, the fruit of this weekend, we won't have to wait years for it to, to produce. Actually, we can see it now every weekend, you know, when, when these guys are bringing their friends along for the first time. It's such an amazing sight because, you know, what, what, what we're praying about, what we've been investing about, we're actually getting the rewards of it every weekend. So... This weekend, we've been uh, encouraging our people to run free, and that's been our theme this year. And when, when Josh first um, said this theme, I thought, run free, like, I don't particularly like running. Like, you know, what, what? I hope it's not like a physical running, and, you know, and he was explaining about, you know, it's all about running free into everything that God has for us. And, you know, the, and, the, and the great thing about it is that you know, we believe that God believes in this generation. He's so in love with this generation that, you know, the media, you know, whatever, whoever, like the community might have written them off. But actually, I think God is so, so committed to this generation. And this is why we give up of our time on a Friday night, because we believe that God is in this. And without God, you know, we're just babysitting are we really on a Friday night but because God's in this we know that like John has already said we've got world changes in our hands you know we've got future uh, businessmen and businesswomen you know that's going to change the marketplace for Jesus you know so um, the, great, the great thing about Run Free is that it's not just reserved for the young people this morning it's an open invitation for everyone <laughs> You know, just because, you know, you, you might feel like you're on the older scale of the age, uh, age bracket, it doesn't mean, you, you, you know, you're not included in this. And I want to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 
verse 11 to 13. It's going to be on the screen, I believe. So uh, it says here, Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you live in them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly, expansively. And when I, when I read those verses, it's not the first time I've read those verses, of course, but it just struck me again because it's full of encouragement, but at the same time, it's a, cha- a very challenging verse. Would you agree? Because it's encouraging because if... If you've never heard of Jesus before, if you've never been to church before, and you want, and you feel like you're you meant to live for so much more, it's good news this morning, because there's an open invitation for you to live in the wide open, spacious life this morning. And the challenging side is, if we're not living in that wide open, spacious life, then why not? Because if there's an open invitation, then why aren't we taking that? See, when I was younger. Uh, you might think, oh, you know, you still look young. I actually turned 30 this year. Uh, yeah, I know. Wow. So, I mean, you know, it's just Botox, guys. I mean, you know. Um, when I was a lot younger, um, before I had a better understanding of who God is, I honestly thought that Christianity is all about rule-keeping. Trying not to offend God doing good deeds in the hope that somehow my good ones will outweigh my bad ones. And I was brought up as a Christian, <laughs> you know. So, so that was my upbringing. I mean, it was, it was nobody's fault. It was just my view of God. And I think we could all resonate to that to a certain degree, can't we? And I find it funny sometimes that that same mindset still lives within me when it comes to my wife, okay? So how it works out is this, okay? So I have the tendency to run my mouth like there's no tomorrow, okay? Yeah, Hannah's nodding and, you know, I don't want to look that way. <laughs> and, and so here's how it normally works out. So I'll say something that upsets Hannah every now and again. And I'll realize, realize I should have said those things. So in my mind, right, Okay, well, you messed up, so you need to make up for it. She, she doesn't say that to me, but in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, that same mindset that I used to apply to God, I feel like I had to apply it to people that I am in relationship with. So in my mind, right, I need to make it up. And one of my signature moves is to get her some, get her some flowers from the, from the petrol station. When it's on offer, yeah. Only from, only from the best guys. I mean, I mean, sometimes you know, she, she, you know, if she's lucky, you know, she, she, uh, she gets the ones from Tesco, and I swap the prices around. So she, so she thinks that yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll just save. So if if you're single and you're looking to get into a relationship, I'll just save you a couple of quid there. And um, <laughs> so I'll go out and get some flowers, and because in my mind. Um, I need to make it. I need to make it up. There's this kind of like divide between me and her because of my actions, and so I, I get some flowers, and 
And normally she reacts quite positively to them, which is, uh, which is amazing. So if, you have, if you've ever been to our house and, the, and you see there's three sets of flowers, <laughs> it's not been a good week, guys, okay? <laughs> it's not been a good week, okay? So, pro- <laughs> so, uh, just so, just so you know. <laughs> but, but, you know, the more I read, the more I read my Bible, the, the more I actually realized that living free, running free, was God's idea all, all along. Like, that was his intention for us. And I, I want to read from Genesis chapter 1, right from the beginning. And it says here, um, let us make mankind in our image to be like us. Let them be masters over the fish in the ocean, the birds that fly, the livestock, everything that crawls on the earth and over the earth itself. And when I was writing my preach, I, honestly, I just, it's, it's such a kind of like a passing verse, but actually that reveals God's original plan for us because he didn't mean for us to live under fear and anxiety and under oppression. Actually, he wanted us to live so free right from the very start. You know, that, the whole idea about when Jesus said, you know, I have come life and life, to give you life to the full. Hey, that's not a New Testament thing. That was right from the beginning. Because when God created us, you know, Jesus was right there with him. You know, think about that for a second. Because I was just thinking, you know, we had freedom over everything, right? And like I said, I'm a bit older now. I'm married to Hannah. And we've got a house. And thinking about it, like, imagine living life mortgage-free. Like, you know, where you didn't have to worry about your rent. Didn't have to worry about where the next meal is going to come from. Probably didn't even have to worry about healthcare around the time when Adam and Eve was around because they had God. They had everything that they needed. And I was just thinking that we're so, we've been so far removed from God's original plan that we forget that actually God is a God of freedom. Yeah. He didn't want us to just carry on following rules and regulations and in the hopes that, you know, somehow he's not disappointed with our lives. And I don't know about you, but when I read that verse... Sounds like that God wanted us to live free in the first place. And, and I love the, the theme, run free, because it's a reminder that whilst God has prepared this wide open space for us to live in, we still have a part to play in it. And, and I remember speaking to my stepdad, so, um, so a couple of years ago, uh, he needed to lose weight and... Um, I said to him, well, you know, and he did it. He lost, I don't know, two or three stones, which is amazing, you know. And he didn't really do a lot of exercise around that time. And I said, man, how do you do it? He said, you know, the thing that people get wrong a lot of the times is they, when they want to get fit, they just go to the gym straight away. But actually, you need to change your diet first. Before you do anything, you need to change what you put in your body. And I thought, oh, that's interesting because, um, because if, I'm, if we're going to commit to running free, we're going we're gonna to have to commit to being spiritually fit as well. Because, you know, because we can't just run and run and not commit to fitness. And, and Hebrews 12 put it this way. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let's throw off everything that hinders. And I want to highlight that. And the sin that, it, that so easily entangles. And I'll just, I'll just pause there for a second. Because most often people would say, you know, the reason why you're not progressing in life is because you've got sin in your, sin in your life. It's probably true. But you could argue that there's some habits that holds you back. 
that might not be sinful by nature, but actually, as, as the writer of Hebrews said, it says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin. So there's things that are not sinful that's holding us back, but there's also things that are sinful that's holding us back. And it says, let us run with perseverance. The race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And, um, and this morning, I think, you know, I was, ask, I, was seek, I was seeking God. And I said, God, you know, if there's one thing that stops a lot of people from stepping in into this wide open, spacious life that you've got for them, I want to know it. I want to know it because I want to know it for myself first. And he said, this is it, Kev. He says, people struggle with comparison. It's this whole idea that you always look out for some, somebody else's life and you see how they're doing and you think, oh, well, I'm not doing so well. Maybe God doesn't love me as much. And, and you, you somehow try to justify it by going to church more, praying more, fasting more, and then you, you still get the same results. Well, I actually believe that, you know, that whatever God's doing in that person's life, I just think that we just need to celebrate it. You know, we don't need to get caught up in why God's blessed that person and all this. Actually, we just need to focus on our own race. You know, I've never seen a runner uh, spend most of the time looking at the competition. Like, you know, their focus is ahead of them. Well, sure, they might look every now and again, but because, only because for strategy, but their focus is head on because they know that the finish line is straight ahead not to the side not to the left not behind and you know could you imagine as well like driving driving on the motorway and your eyes are just focused on like the rear view mirror that would be a car crash waiting to happen right and yet we spend most of our lives doing that oh i wonder how he's doing oh i wonder why that got, got you know why that guy got blessed so if he, you know he didn't deserve it you know, the crazy thing is, actually, you know, what we've got, what, we, what God has given us, we don't deserve in the first place. Everything that we have is grace, guys. So when we, so when we start getting into, you know, what that other person deserves, let's be careful because if God gave, what, gave us what we deserve, maybe we didn't want it so much. So, see, comparison in, creates insecurity. And you've got people, you know, in their adulthood, walking around, still insecure, still no, you know, still haven't found a fulfillment. And can I just be honest with you, like, that security will never come from another person. If you think that that security will come from a relationship, you know, I love my wife and she loves me, but my security does not come from this relationship. I can step into this relationship because I'm secure, like... You know, we don't need to, to fulfill each other. We found our fulfillment in Jesus, in Jesus alone. And so I've got three things this morning that would, I believe that would help us to deal with comparison. Are you ready? You ready to run? I mean, I'm not a runner, but I'm committed to running free. So the first one is we need to celebrate other people's success. And, you know, this verse is weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. And, you know, it's, I actually find it easier to 
rejoice with those who rejoice. I find it harder to weep with those who weep. And there, until God pulled me up on this, well, you say that, Kev, but you find it easy to rejoice with somebody when you're not really interested in what they're rejoicing with. So I'm not into cars, okay? If anyone knows me well, I'm, I don't know what the difference between a good car and a bad car. I just know the colour. Like, you know, if it's black, it's good. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's got air conditioning. It's good for me. Man. And so, when somebody gets a new car, I'm I'm literally as excited as they they are. I'm like, that's amazing. That's amazing because it doesn't. Because I've not been praying for it. It's easier for me to rejoice in it. But what if it's something that I've been praying for, <laughs> and all of a sudden the person that I don't think deserves it. Got it. How's your heart then? How's your heart then? Because I remember, I, let, let me put it this way. So two years ago, um, there was a time in uh, mine and Hannah's life where we both uh, were jobless at the time, uh, at the same time. And, and it was funny because Hannah was applying for numerous of jobs and she wasn't uh, getting the position, whereas me, I had a job at the time, quit it without even getting the next job, and within a week I've got a new job. And she's like, How do you do it? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just turned up and they gave me the job. And, and you know, and sometimes we, we could often like equate why God blesses another person with our actions. Well, actually, how about we just mind our own race and then we just focus that actually we, we trust that God, what God's given us right now is enough. That what God's given us today is enough for us. You know, and I, I think we would do well to celebrate other people's success because it eliminates comparison, doesn't it? Because if someone gets a nice house or, um, or a new job, hey guys, listen, as Christians, we should be the most encouraging people around. Because the world... Because this is what the world is. Oh, oh, you got that new house here. Hmm. How are you affording that then? Hmm. You know? It, oh, am I the only person that, that thinks like that? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I feel judged right now. <laughs> 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 but I'm just being honest because I'm thinking, oh, you know, I wonder how you're, you know, are you affording that? And then God reminds me, Kev, how do you afford your house? You know, because if, if you, when you start to think that, you provide for yourself, that's when you actually forget, actually, this is God's. Like, my house is God's in the first place, so I'm going to bless other people with it. Yeah. The second one is um, celebrate, uh, celebrate each other's differences. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm glad there's only one Kevin Alvis in this place. <laughs> I mean, if there's two of us, woof. Oh, my word. <laughs> and it's crazy because... Um, you know, this is in Universal. We 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 encourage it. We encourage our young people to find their fit in our team. Because look, look, guys, we don't want you to be somebody else that you're not. Because God created you to be you. So, Chad, you're you're great at bringing. That's great, mate. That God's gifted you in that. That's amazing. Don't be don't be shy about it. Just celebrate it. So, Johnny, you're good at speaking, mate. You do that. So, when we first started in Universal. Uh, Josh said, like, mate, you know, you do worship and I'll do the preach. And I said, mate, that's awesome because that's my sweet spot. Like, I find, uh, you know, that, that I come alive in that setting and Josh comes alive in that setting. And, and you see, we eliminated the comparison right from the very start. We didn't say, oh, mate, you know, I'm a lot better than you in this one, so I'm going to take this role. You know, no, we, we said, look, guys, we believe that we've been gifted 
by God because God is a creative God. Every single person in here has got a part to play in what we're doing in Ilkeston and in Mansfield. And you know what? If you're not signing up for a team, I encourage you this morning. I encourage you this morning. Sign up. You know, and to some people it might come easy. To some people it might take months. But listen, once you find your right fit, that's all that matters, isn't it? And the last one, and this one is, might sound a bit vain, but actually I think this is exactly what God wants you to hear this morning. We need to start celebrating yourself. Honestly, guys, if you could know how much Yeah. I'm just going to take a drink. <laughs> Honestly, when I was writing this, it, God just broke me. Whew. Yeah, pe- people grow up with this false idea that God is just so upset with him. That God is just so disappointed with what you've made with your lives, but but you know the thing, the, the crazy thing about that is that when God sees you, He doesn't He sees beyond your sin because of Jesus. And you know, I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm I'm crying because I'm glad that God, I know that truth. And if you don't know that truth this morning, I honestly would encourage you to. Speak to one of us because I believe that Jesus loves you so much and um, he's got a great plan for you. And, yeah. and if you don't believe it, if you don't believe it, I've got a verse for you. This is a verse that's lived with me since I was uh, in school. And I remember uh, my teacher at the time, said, she said, um, um, right. Every, so this was in the Christian school. She said, right, okay, everyone, you can do an R on your favorite Bible verse. Okay, so I said, right. Well, my, my favorite Bible verse around the time was John 3.16. It's probably the most renowned verse in the Bible. And, you know, and when people often run about, you know, God's not loving God, you know, John 3.16 says it all. And I want to read it this morning. And... If it's going to be on the screen, that would be great. And it says here, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. This is why, so that no one need to be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone, that means you and me, there's no qualification required, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger. See, this is what the, the world thinks, that God's actually, wait, you know, like kind of like, he's, had, he's got his arms folded thinking, man, look what these guys have done. <laughs> you know, like, I created them to be free and look what they have done. But actually, I believe that God comes to us this morning with an open arm. Because he wants us to run towards him. And he says, you know, not, so not merely not to 
point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. You know, the crazy thing is that most people know how bad they are anyway. You don't need to tell them. They know. They know what they've done. In fact, they don't want you to know that because they, they're scared that it's going to put you off from them. So they know anyway. He came to help to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust has long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And I read those verses and I just let it wash over me every, you know, every now and again because it just reminds you that actually in the grand scheme of things, my good deeds, whatever I've done, no matter how good they are, no matter how great they are, they don't compare to what Jesus has done on the cross. And the crazy thing is I try to add to it sometimes because I still think that almost every now and again that God is the God of rule keeping and trying to keep appearances. Well, actually, God this morning just wants us to be real. And he wants us to stop comparing ourselves from one another because he created you to be unique. He created you to be you. You know, it's crazy because the DNA is so unique that you can't, that one single person is so different from another. And, you know, and a lot of like, scientists try to prove, oh, look, this is why God is not real. Actually, that's, a, that's a evidence that why God is real. Because we're so different from one another. Because if God is just a God of, um, um, not a God of um, creation, he would have created us the same thing. But I'm so glad that you guys are so different from me. And I hope you are too. <laughs> but, and, you know, because I honestly believe that when, you, when we turn up to church and we bring the uniqueness that we have, that God's given us, that's when the world turns around and goes, you know what, I want to be part of that. I want to be part of it because they're not trying to tell me that somebody that I'm not. They just allow me to be myself. And, and I'd like to, um, to pray for us, if that's all right. If you could bow your heads and close your eyes, if the bad can come up as well, that would be great.